0: Hi, I'm Dr. Rebecca May, and this is Arcana Advances. Follow along as we explore all renal research happenings at Arcana Laboratories. Hello, welcome to Arcana Advances, where we discuss exciting new research in renal pathology performed by our own physicians. I'm Dr. Rebecca May, and today we have Dr. Clarissa Castle, who will be discussing her recent brief communication in Kidney 360, titled Viral-Like Inclusions in COVID-19 Negative Renal Biopsies by Electron Microscopy. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Castle.
1: You're welcome. It's a pleasure.
0: So this was published in August of 2020, only a few months into the pandemic here in the United States. Can you discuss what was being published and talked about in the renal community about direct infection of renal parenchyma by COVID-19 around that time?
1: Yeah, so there had been a couple papers coming out, both autopsy series and biopsy series, and with a lot of, you know, electromicroscopy pictures depicting uh, what appeared to be viral uh, particles in the kidney cells, mostly tubular epithelial cells, some even in the podocytes. And, you know, I was a little bit puzzled by those images and did they really represent uh, viral particles? Because we see, you know, those type of similar images very often. Um, So that was, you know, the motivation behind um, and not only in the kidney literature, but, you know, I was even more concerned about some other organs like um, endothelial cells and, you know, uh, subspecialties that don't really see a lot of electron microscopy and then people, you know, get excited because they don't see it that often and and think that those are viruses. I mean, it's it's an easy mistake. Um, So that was the motivation behind um, uh, systematic looking for those in a small sample, just, you know, to get the word out that, you know, maybe these are not viral particles.
0: Yeah, because kidney pathology is one of the few fields that really looks regularly at electron microscopy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't blame you know other people just you know are not familiar with that, and you know they they really look alike.
0: Mm-hmm. So you decided to see if these viral-like particles were present, even you know before the pandemic in in other. In other areas. So, what uh, clinical cases did you choose for your analysis?
1: Yeah. So, I tried to select a few that were, you know, uh, clearly before the pandemic. So there was no risk that, you know, uh, there could be uh, coronavirus there. Yeah. And I selected, you know, a mix of allograft and native uh, kidney biopsies with different pathologies, different diagnoses. Um, just to basically systematically look for those and, and see if we could find those exact uh, morphological uh, particles in clearly known COVID-19 patients. So that was, um, that's our set. Uh, we had a total of 15 biopsies. And so what did you find when you looked at those 15? So it took a while and I thank um, Dr. Barn for (laughs) going to the electron microscope and scoping all those cases and taking pictures. Um, It was a lot of um, work, Uh, but we were able to find those uh, very similar particles in all of
0: those cases. Yes. So you found things that were similar to what were being published and said were COVID-19 viral particles. You found those in all cases that were known to be either COVID-negative or pre-pandemic.
1: Exactly, yes. Wow,
0: that's really impressive. So you also uh, took it a step further. You did COVID-ish in renal biopsies from patients with active COVID, right?
1: Yeah, so just to reinforce that point that you know COVID is not uh, directly infecting the kidney, we did um, started to get some biopsies that were from uh, known COVID nineteen patients. So uh, we decided to also uh, prove the other way around, doing ish uh, to see if you know it would uh, stain, and none of those cases stained for um, in situ hybridization. Um, against COVID-19
0: so in some of the cases that had been published they had detected it when they looked at whole tissue samples but this could likely be from viremia right from viremic states where it's in the blood and then gets into the tissue
1: exactly that's uh, that's why it's so difficult to really prove direct tissue infection in any organ, not only the kidney because every organ is perfused and so if blood is there and you ho- you use the whole tissue lysate um, to uh, look for the virus you can just be finding you know virus that is in the blood not
0: directly in the in the tissue, uh, infecting the tissue cells. So these particles that you found on EM that were mimics, what
1: what are they? That's a tough question. I cannot <laughs> completely uh, tell you what they are. We have some hypothesis and mm-hmm. um, you know a few that seem more likely are endocytic vesicles, um, especially those that are clathrin coated because the coating proteins may, uh, around the vesicle, may resemble a spike, a corona spike. Um, Other, you know, possibilities, uh, microvesicular bodies containing exosomes that are directed to go out, um, to be released in the cell surface. Uh, But even, you know, other small intracellular uh, organelles um, could be mimickers, but I think those are most likely.
0: And these are all around the same size as coronavirus, Exactly,
1: right? yeah. And the, and the viruses have a range of sizes, uh, which, you know, makes it easier to mimic by organelles, which also, you know, um, have a different range of sizes.
0: Right, we think about things like this as it's a virus and must have the same exact size inside the cell, right? Yeah. But it's actually a range of different sizes that you can see.
1: Because their covering is a, a little bit pliable and Mm -hmm. soft. And that's why it varies. Uh, But uh, one thing to notice is that they are not going to be greater than 200 nanometers, they are usually between 60 and 140. um, Because um, that's, uh, you know, a different size range of uh, viruses family.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is looking back at prior outbreaks, like the 2003 SARS outbreak, we also saw a similar thing happening in the literature, right? Yeah.
1: So and and actually, you know, uh, back in two thousand three, it was actually electron microscopy who helped identify that coronavirus at the time. Uh, what they did is that they, they got nasopharyngeal samples from patients that were infected, and they um, grew uh, applied those to cell cultures, and then when those cell cultures started um, uh, the Exhibiting cytopathic effect, they embedded them in, in thin sections for electron microscopy, and under the electron microscope, they saw those particles. And because they had the corona, uh, they presumed that was a coronavirus. Um, so they went back and tried like PCR with you know common uh, po- uh, coronavirus uh, proteins that they were mm-hmm. they were known, and that's how they initially discovered the. Uh, uh, 2003 coronavirus. Oh, wow. It was through electromicroscopy. Uh, but that was like a very, you know, detailed work. And there were other reports at the time that were just doing microscopy on clinical samples, tissues, uh, GI tract, and mm-hmm. then seeing those, you know, microvesicular bodies or other
0: in, uh, organelles and claiming that those were uh, viruses. So at that time, the CDC actually put out a recommendation Right? That instead of just looking at EM, you should really be doing immunoelectron microscopy or ultrastructural ish. Yes, right? exactly.
1: To really document that the, the viral proteins or viral I- RNA uh, was there in those. Particles that morphologically looked like viruses or virions,
0: and that's an extremely complicated thing to do. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I could, I could not uh, do it here, and I don't think many people do it. No, but it has, it's very hard. Um, yeah,
0: doing RNA-ish or IHC is a much simpler process than going it is. on an EM specimen. Yes,
1: uh, but they even released some recommendations uh, lately that even when you have. Um, in cytohybridization, positive, you should uh, ideally try to examine that same tissue under the electron microscope mm. to prove that uh, whatever is uh, being detected by ISH is in the tissue cells and not in the blood vessel, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's gonna be tough, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's gonna be hard to take that same tissue. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult process. Yeah, and. Another historical interesting fact that, that you wrote about in the paper was that this sort of confusion using electron microscopy also occurred in some earlier studies of cancer right, in the 70s.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, at that time, there was no immunohistochemistry and people were really keen at studying cancer cells. Um through electromicroscopy to try and, you know, understand better. And of course, those cancer cells are very active. They have different, you know, organelles and vesicles. And many people have claimed to, you know, found, you know, viruses in breast cancer cells. There was uh, for a long time a theory that there was like a breast cancer tumor virus. <laughs> and, yeah. But they were never proven. So I think, you know, it's the same challenge with mimickers.
0: yeah. So you've shown that we really can't use these viral mimics on EM to prove infection, and you did some some ish um, showing you didn't see any direct viral infection. But that doesn't necessarily improve that. That doesn't necessarily prove that kidney cells are not directly infected, right? It just we we haven't shown it yet.
1: Yes, exactly, and and you know, um, there. There is a possibility, you know, if you do electron microscopy, that you can see those viruses. There was a recent paper um, that was published by some authorities in the field uh, that you know clearly established how should you, you know, go around. Uh, for instance you know a lot of people uh, look at vesicles with spikes mm-hmm. around uh, spikes co- between quotation marks and and think those are variants but actually if you know um, if you know of the biology of uh, coronaviruses when they are inside the cells they are inside vesicles um, to replicate and so those spikes are not going to be actually showing out they're going to be uh, facing towards the inside of the vesicle. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, completely, if you see the spikes, then you're inside the cell. It's more sure that they're not, viruses and even when they are outside um the spikes on routine microscopy are not very easily uh to visualize you need to do like a special um staining with tannic acid mm-hmm. to be able to see those spikes otherwise they just look like a, a fuss mm-hmm. and not real defined spikes so you know there is a lot of um, really good work done by you know cdc experts um uh, in detailing all the biology of the viruses and how they replicate inside the cells. And if you want to be able to identify those, y- you could technically mm-hmm. use EM, but you have to follow those principles
0: that the CDC has outlined. Wow. So this is so important to learn and get out there, not to repeat some of these mistakes of the past again during this current pandemic.
1: Exactly. It's scary because, you know, uh, people read the medical articles these days on the internet and Mm -hmm. then you know if people claim oh there is endothelial cell infection there is this type of cell infection, you know and it's not really uh, proven Mm -hmm. that's uh, that was the whole objective to just put it out there to be cautious um, about it
0: this is great so thank you so much for publishing this study and reminding us to be really careful about the science that we're we're doing especially during Such a high-stress time. Exactly. So if you'd like to learn more about research that's happening at Arcana Labs, visit our website or follow us on Twitter at Arcana Labs for exciting kidney news and research updates. And do you want to give your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Clarissa Castle. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or visit us on the web at arcana labs.com.